0: Log Talk Radio Good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. Now, tonight's study will be taken from John chapter 10, and if we can, we will, there's a part of 2 Corinthians that I'd like to discuss, and also a uh, part of Ephesians, uh, that is Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So with that, let us have a word, for it, and then we'll go into our study. We do thank you, Heavenly Father. For this opportunity to study your word. Indeed, we are thankful that you have provided us your word so that we might be edified, that we might be rooted and built up in the faith once for all given to us. We do thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. So Uh, John chapter, I'm going to start at verse 1, and John chapter 10, I'm going to read about several verses. And uh, in this chapter, Jesus presents himself as the uh, good shepherd, and so he is Yeshua uh, in Hebrew, we're going to see something very powerful uh, about uh, the way Jesus presents himself as the, the shepherd of the sheep, the foremane. Uh, and so this is a very, very powerful narrative. It is, in fact, an allegory. And uh, in an allegory, the characters and events are are symbols for ideas about life. And so that is what we have here. into the role of the good shepherd. Now, uh, the word good as is is used in this context means one who is qualitatively good. Jesus, or Jesus, uh, is our qualitatively good shepherd. He is the incomparable one. There is no one like unto him. He is impeccable. And so he is our impeccable, uh, qualitatively good shepherd. And we have his own words from his own lips, from his own spirit in John chapter 10, verse 1. Quote, verily, verily, literally, truly, truly. In Greek, it is amen, amen. So here we have a a double affirmation or a double affirmative given by Jesus himself. Amen, amen, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door, the thora, Jesus is the door, into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the Shepherd of the sheep, and so a thief here in in Greek the word is klepto, and it means uh, to steal by fraud and uh, and deceit so so we have this very uh, this very important message uh, given to us by Jesus himself, uh, concerning his, his character and who he is and what he means to us. So as believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we know uh, because of, of who Jesus is, we know that we can depend upon him and uh, he will never leave us nor forsake us. So we have that that blessed assurance uh, in the person of Jesus. So he talk, in verse one. He talks about a thief and a robber, and so a robber is one who deprives another of his property uh, openly and by violence. So, and he goes on in verse three. Uh, to him the porter openeth and the sheep. Hear his voice, and calleth his own, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Now, in verse three, we have the word "hear." It is from the word "akuo." Uh, it means to hear with a view to obeying. Very important a uh, reality in the Word of God uh, to hear effectively. Uh, to hear meaningfully to hear decisively uh, is is the meaning of this word akuo that is once again to hear with a view to obeying what is heard so to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice we we are his sheep and he calleth his own sheep we are his own sheep by name so he, he, uh, the porter openeth uh, that is the carer for the door and leadeth them out. He calleth his own sheep by name. and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him so they know his voice. Now uh, this, is, this is really beautiful because uh, the sheep do not go before the shepherd. The sheep follow the shepherd. He leadeth them. Remember Psalm 23. Uh, David said, "The Lord is my shepherd." Now, notice the sentence very carefully. The Lord is. So he uses us, the state of being, the state of being verb. The Lord is, not the Lord was or will be. But the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall want, I shall not lack. And so uh, David understood the tension of living in the cosmic system, of living in this world uh, with the vagaries, with the challenges, with the situations, the dangers, the disappointments, uh, that you and I face. But there is this other and greater reality that we have, and it was in the Lord. That is, we find our complete satisfaction in him. This is the aspect of the spiritual world that the devil, uh, that the Diabolos, and remember, that is an adjective, not a proper noun. The Diabolos does not want uh, the believing community or believers to know that type of uh, life satisfaction. Jesus satisfies our every need. He satisfies us. I shall not want. Notice David's statement. And so here, Jesus as the good shepherd is presenting himself uh, to the Jewish people. And, and so there's there's a, this message also uh, speaks to the church as we go on. So, and he says in verse 4, and when he put forth his own sheep before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Beloved, do you know the voice of Jesus in your heart? Do you know his voice? In verse five, and a stranger, or literally, and another, they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of another. Now, your your Bible may read uh, "strangers" or "stranger," but it is literally, for they know not the voice of another. So, the Greek word here for voice is phone. P-H-O-N-E. Phone. So, verse 6. This parable Jesus spake unto them, but they understood not things they were which he spake unto them. Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, he uses uh, the, the the wonderful I am formula that we find in Exodus 3.14. Oh, uh, the Lord says, I am that I am. And here we have it restated again, I am. And the pronoun I, in, uh, in the Greek, it is the word ego or ego, as some like to pronounce it. And it is in what we call the emphatic position. And so then we have am, which is in the present in dicti- indicative. I am the door. Remember, ego is in the emphatic position. I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear. Hear them. Again, he restates, I am the door. And so we see the effectiveness of Jesus' teaching. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And that word saved here means to be rescued. So, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Again, uh, Jesus will offer himself. Uh, in a, a ritualistic, sacrificial manner on our behalf. That is, <clears throat> he will give his life uh, on behalf of the sheep, and we will see this in verse 11. So, pastor, remember, Psalm uh, Psalm 23, uh, life satisfaction, life fulfillment. Um, and so that uh, perfect, in other words, Perfect certitude. And there's a a statement in the book of, this reminds me of a part of the book of Hebrews where God wants us to know certain things about himself and about what he has accomplished for us. Uh, We have a will that is spoken about in the book of Hebrews. And uh, God made the will for us. And uh, the will doesn't come into effect until the one who makes the will dies. But uh, Jesus not only died, but he came back. And so he will share in the benefits with us that he has bequeathed to us in his will. God is good. I want you to latch on to blessed hope that we have in him. And let that hope get settled in your hearts. Believe by faith. I mean, if God is for us, who can be against us? And yes, you're going to have challenges, as we all do, but your your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus and His righteousness. Amen. So. All verse eight. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. Verse nine. By me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy and uh, yeah and so this word here kill means to offer uh, in a as a, a, a uh, as a ritualistic sacrifice so the enemy now notice uh, we will see who the thief is and uh, this has been interpreted as referring to the Satan or the devil uh, or the evil one or the the enemy uh, of the people of God, the thief, and so Jesus says, and notice, notice the balance here. I am come that they might have life, or hold life, and that they might have have it more abundantly. So this is I'm reading from the King uh, the King James version, and so. What we have here again, we have the ego. I mean, uh, again, the ego is in the emphatic position. I am, I am come. eris indicative that they might have or hold life. That is speaking of of believers, and that they might have it not more abundantly, but peresan, uh, uh, That is in superabundance. Superabundance. So that's the idea uh, in the Greek, that we might have life in superabundance. This is what Jesus has come to do on our behalf. I am the good shepherd, verse 11, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. So uh, you and I are blessed because uh, God's only son gave his life for the sheep and oh uh, and so this is our our blessing this is our the powerful blessing that God has given to us verse eleven I am the constitutionally good shepherd so I want to stop there for a moment, and I want to go, uh, I want to turn to 2 Corinthians, Second Corinthians for a moment. And in 2 Corinthians, I want to read, uh, I'm going to be in chapter 5, and I'm going to read, I'm going to I'll read verses 16 and 17. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 16 and 17. Quote, therefore, this is the Apostle Paul. Wherefore, henceforth, know we him, or know we no man, after the flesh. That is katasarka. And uh, the word, the, so the prefix uh, kata uh, means down, means down, uh, after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ, flesh. Yet now, henceforth, know we him no longer. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. So I want to focus On verse seventeen. Therefore, if any man—or it should read—therefore, if any in Christ. Now, the greatest prepositional phrase in Pauline theology: this in Christ. So, uh, the preposition "in" in Greek. it means that it, uh, it, it denotes a state of wrath. Uh, it denotes our position, and it is also a preposition of rest in Christ. I need you to know that. I need you to understand what it means to be in Christ. And in uh, Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus or the letter to the Ephesians, he uses this phrase. Uh this prepositional phrase in Christ that is this is the found this is the foundation of of Pauline theology in Christ. remember it is a preposition of rest and it denotes our position if any in christ and so he is uh is not found in the text, so he is. And it is in the italics. So it should read, therefore, if any in Christ, new creation. And uh, the adjective new means qualitatively new. New creation. Old things are passed away. So the word for old is archai, from which we get our word, Archaeology, Arche- and so the root is archaeos, and it uh, so it means uh, that which is, it means that which is old. Okay, uh, and so it is a very important term uh, for us to know as as believers. So, archaea is the Greek word here. Another word that's used in Romans 6.6 6 is the word "paleos," from which we get our word uh, paleontology. And it means of long duration or old, uh, with, regard, uh, old with regard to years. So uh, what God, the emphasis here is on recognizing. Uh, that which is ancient. God does not look at that anymore because we are in Christ. In 2 Peter uh, 1 9, we have Eli, uh, in which Peter talks about, in 2 Peter 1 9, Peter talks about his sins of old. And so uh, we have Archaos, we have Peleos, and Heli. That's used in the Greek. And so if anyone wants to bring up your stand and what you were and what you did in order to shame or hurt your testimony, you can let them know. Not in a mean manner, but you can let people know that you have been made new in Christ. You have a qualitatively new life. You have passed from death into life. You have pa- passed from uh, thanatos, death, and remember, uh, in Ephesians two, Paul says that you and I were dead in trespasses and sin. And uh, he uses a the terminology is very interesting there, because it uh, we were dead in trespasses and sins. It and it means there uh an existential uh way of being. We are dead, but now we have been made alive in Christ. He has given us new life. Therefore, if any in Christ a new creation, all things are passed away, behold all things are become new. Or here all things are become new, or all behold, all things have become qualitatively new or qualitatively fresh to remain so. So eternal life will not be stale. It does not grow old. It is not boring. It is always fresh and wonderful and vital. And so this is why, I mean, knowing your inheritance, knowing what you have in Christ, this is why the enemy wants to distract you with the, 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 mon, uh, the mundane things of this cosmos. And the, the word world is in the Greek is cosmos, it, and for which we got our word cosmetics, it means that which is adorned. This world is adorned in such a way, it is made attractive in such a way uh, in order to distract you from, from the Lord Jesus Christ. But look, when you begin to learn the word, live the word, And the Bible, please don't use this language of uh, applying a verse or applying scripture. The Bible never talks about applying scripture. In fact, what does that mean? Okay, in the footnotes of some Bible, uh, you may read the word, uh, you may see the word application or apply. The Bible never uses such language. Okay, the psalmist says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not stand against thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart, laid up, stored up in my heart. Okay? Because there's just no sense. uh, Remember, these documents are ancient, and uh, there's no sense, even though they're ancient, they, they have what? Modern significance for us because the message is timeless. The message of the word is timeless for us as believers. Uh, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So uh, we have brand new life uh, because of Jesus and because of what he has done uh, for us through uh, the giving of his life on our behalf. We have a brand we have eternal life through Jesus Christ, uh our savior. So and I'm going to I'm going to turn briefly to Paul's letter to uh the church at Ephesus. So I'm going to look at right now I'm, gonna, I'm looking in Ephesians chapter 1. And so Paul states in in, uh, 1, 3 of Ephesians, blessed be the God, be God, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And so this is his focus in Christ, who we are in Christ, in verse uh, 1 of Ephesians, Chapter 1, verse 1, we read in Christ Jesus. In chapter 2, we uh, in chapter in verse 3, we have in Christ. In verse 4, we have in Him. And so, uh, also in love, Paul will go on uh, down through this uh, marvelous chapter to talk about who we are in Him, who we are in Jesus. So, if you have time to uh, you should make time to read this chapter and allow its uh, riches to bless your heart. And so what is the focus of the Paul's letter to the Ephesians? uh, The focus is on the body of Christ. Paul's letter to the Church of Colossae uh, focuses on the Kaspela, that is Christ the head of the church. Here the focus is on the Soma, that is the The body of Christ. So the focus is what? Our specific on our union in Christ. That is we have a conjoint relationship. We are joined together. We have a vital connection to Christ. We are in Christos. So we have the in Christos formula uh, that is the key. Uh, to Pauline theology. And so his emphasis in chapter 1 of Ephesians is what? Our new reality. The blessings that we have because of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Read it slowly, read it prayerfully and keep on reading it and what you're going to find is that as you read the living word, your living spirit will begin to take on uh, the wonderful power of the living word, and your life will be filled with wisdom and abundance and blessings because now the living word has been what? It has been taken root, and you uh, will allow it to grow. Your life will change in marvelous ways. And what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians if any man in Christ new creation, that verse will become a living reality in your experiential reality, and you will begin to appreciate him more and more and more. Your love for him will grow. Your love for his people will grow. You will experience, uh, you will have the power to forgive yourself of, of the shame and the sins of the past. You will let him go so you can go on and live a rich life and live a life that is filled with God's blessings for you, Uh, let the Spirit speak to you. Let the Spirit talk to you so that you will know who you are and whose you are. And stop identifying with a dead view of yourself because now you have been made new in Christ.